notes. Got a clicker I've never used before. Let's start out with a word of prayer. Amen. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for just this gathering of people who love you, um, who want to learn more about you and how we can grow in, our, in the grace of giving. Um, God, I pray that uh, today can uh, be helpful for all of us, including myself, um, and that um, we can really honor you with our money and with our, our things. God, we love you and pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So... I want to give, or I have to give, turned into I have to give. So, kind of a little story behind that. Uh, so I got baptized as 18, and I had no job. And I'm starting to read all these scriptures about giving to God, and like, wait a minute, how am I supposed to do that? So, um, you know, fast forward, you know, many, many years now, um, and it's turned into a conviction of mine that it's, it's ingrained in me. It's, it's what I want to do. And it's not this dogmatic law that is set down, but rather it comes from a, an, an overflow of, of thanksgiving and um, gratitude. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, what does the Bible call us to give? So there's not like an exact number on that. But the Bible does talk a lot about our first fruits. So, where does that come from? It actually comes from Leviticus. I'm going to be reading a lot today. Um, <laughs> so, Leviticus 23, 9-14. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you, enter, when you enter the land I am going to give you, and you reap its harvest, bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest. He is to wave the sheaf before the Lord, so it will be accepted on your behalf. The priest is to wave it on the day after the Sabbath. On the, on the day you wave the sheaf, you must sacrifice a burnt offering to the Lord, a lamb a year old without defect, together with its grain offering of two-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with olive oil, a food offering presented to the Lord, a pleasing aroma, and its drink offering of a quarter of a hin of wine. You must not eat any bread or, or roasted or grain, or sorry, or roasted or new grain until the very day you bring this offering to your God. This is to be a, a lasting ordinance for the generations to come wherever you live. Wow, there's a lot in here, okay? So let's break it down a little bit. So first fruits. So it was on the day after the Sabbath, after the Israel after Israel entered the promised land. It was a sheaf of the first harvested grain. A sheaf, if you ever see the picture of grain, it's all bundled together in the long stems. That's a sheaf, just one bundle, okay? Um, a burnt offering of a one-year-old lamb without defect. Um, the ephah comment, that's actually about seven pounds of flour. Uh, and then one quart of wine. Um, and then no bread can be eaten or grain roasted before this offering takes place. Wow. Um, so this is, this is the instructions to God's people. Um, this was to praise God, to kind of piggyback off of what Jesse said, remembering God, yeah. remembering what he's done for them. Um, it was of gratitude, and it was of first importance. You can't eat until this offering wow. is done, okay? Um, yeah, it's like, oh, we forgot. I, I don't have dinner tonight. I guess we got to do that. So ask yourself, what am I giving to God? My first fruits or my leftovers? So what do my first fruits look like? Um, for me personally, 
I look at my monthly income, I take 10% of that, and I spread it out over the, the four weeks that are in the month. That way I'm giving, two, so two things, I'm putting, that's the first thing off my budget, so it's first, okay? The second thing is it's consistent. I've, I've not, I'm not just taking 10% and giving it all at once, but I'm actually spreading it out um, because I have a conviction that I should come to church and I should give each Sunday. Um, that's what it looks like for me. It may look different for you. Uh, just All right, so then uh, Lenny last week made the, a comment here, and I wanted to expand on this. Mm-hmm. He said, when you give, he said, just think about that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I thought about it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into it. <laughs> um, so Matthew 6, uh, 2-3. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So this really talks about giving in secret. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm, I got my big check in the plate. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. sees what you gave yeah. and let that, let that be your reward, right? Yeah. Um, second one, Luke 14, 12 through 13. Uh, Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they might invite you back, so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Uh, This is really talking about the heart of when you give to do it without expecting anything in return. Um, Luke 18, 22 through 23. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. So that's the story of the rich, rich young man. Um, so this is, you know, giving is an action. It's something we do. It's not a, you know, something that's in the Bible that's a good idea that maybe we can do if we can do it. Um, this is a conviction of mine that this is something that, that we do. As, as God's people. Yeah. Um, giving should never be if you give, but always, it, it was, ne- excuse me, it was never if you, if you give, mm-hmm. but it's always been expected by God's people. Right. Uh, yeah. So why do I give? Or why should I give? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a lot of reasons for that, actually. Uh, I'm only going to touch on five of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go through these. Um, 2 Corinthians 8, there's a lot of biblical reasons of why. So we're going to look at the biblical reasons why, okay? Yeah. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Um, I, one of the reasons I give this scripture, it, it really stretches my faith. It doesn't, it forces me to get outside my comfort zone and not worry about you know, my paycheck. It, it puts that out of my, my brain. Um, and let's, like, okay, things are going to be tight, but amen, God's going to provide. Yeah. Um, yep. Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to the stretching my faith, Giving really does help my heart yeah. um, because I can so easily put my heart and my, my worth in my money 
um, in my job, in whatever. And, and this is giving part of that away. It's saying my money is not my identity. It's, yeah. it's just a, a gift from God that I can give back to him. Yeah. Um, we give out of gratitude and not duty. Um, you know, I said before, I have to give. It's not a dutiful thing. It's more of I want to give. Um, <clears throat> but so little story here. So every Mother's Day, it's Mother's Day. Every Mother's Day, I make eggs benedict for Lindsay. Okay? I, I eat some, too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but let's say this morning, I brought her eggs benedict in, bre- in bed, and I said, here you go, honey. And she said, oh, thank you so much. This is so great. And I said, yeah, well, it's Mother's Day, and it's kind of my duty to do that. So uh, here you go. Would, would she be encouraged? No, not at all. Would she still eat it? <laughs> but let's take the same example. You know, she says, thank you so much. And I say, you know, I, I'm just so grateful for all that you do for our family, for our kids. You know, I love you and cherish you. Yeah. Same food, same action, different heart. Yeah. Right? Luke 16, verse 10 through 13. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will, tr- uh, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been reading the, uh, the spiritual disciplines book the men have been reading. And um, it talks about spiritual trustworthiness. And he read the scripture and I was like, that's it. Wow. Giving encourages and grows our spiritual trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. You know, our... Eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> if we can't be trusted with the wealth that we have, how, how can God give us glory in heaven like think about that for a second and uh, it's just um yeah. it's just i want to i want to show god that i'm trustworthy with what he's given yeah. me yeah. um yeah. do you serve your money you know it says you you cannot serve both god and money so there's an idea here that you could serve money or you ah. could serve god yeah. uh so do you serve money or do you use your money to serve god mm-hmm. wow. um uh, the fifth reason is, is advancing God's kingdom. You know, there's, you know, Lenny touched on that some a bit last week, but there's, you know, staff salaries, there's the facilities we pay for, there's the kids' kingdom materials, there's the needs of the congregation. Um, and I wanted to do a little demonstration, if you will, a little crowd participation here. Okay, right. So think about how long you've been a member here at this church. Okay, just think about that number. Now... For anyone who's been baptized in the last year, I want you to raise your hand. Go ahead and raise them high. Keep them up. Okay, awesome. Keep them up. Keep them up. Two years. Keep, keep your hands up. The one year, keep your hands up. Two years. Three years. Five years. More than five years. Awesome. So look around. So you guys can put your hands down. Um, the people, that, so as long as you've been here, those people that raise their hands, you've di- indirectly helped them become disciples. You've helped them come to Christ. Because if not for your giving, 
this church wouldn't be in Portland, Maine. Um, and I think some, that's something that just, when I get, you know, grumpy or down on my giving, it helps me remember and I see people's faces who have come to Christ that are yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yep. <clears throat> some practicals. Know your gifts, your strengths, know your place, know your numbers, and know that you're not alone. Wow. Uh, before I get into here. <clears throat> One more story here. Um, so in college, I went on a prayer walk with my roommate. And after our prayer walk, he, uh, he turned to me and he said, So, how are you going to serve God's kingdom? Are you going to, like, do you want to go do foreign missions? Or do you want to, like, help, like, lead a church? Or, like, do you want to... I looked at him and I said, No. I don't want to do any of those things. <laughs> those are terrifying. <laughs> And he shared this scripture with me. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 to 28. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. And he said, you know, the church needs people to work and give. And for, that's when giving became important to me. Um, I really saw the importance that, that we can't all be leaders of churches who, who would help support them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so you know, it's encouraging to feel like me working hard at my job is still a service and a glory yeah. to God. Amen. Um, and we all have different strengths. Yeah. You know, we all have different gifts. We can serve with our time, with our money, with our hospitality, or you know, all of the above. Yeah. Um, you know, God needs us to give back, and he calls us to give back. Yeah. Know your place. Mm. Yeah. Josh gave an awesome stewardship lesson a few, few Wednesdays ago, and it was, it was great. Mm. Uh, it was great. Uh, but one of the things he shared, First Chronicles 29, 14. Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you. And we have given only what comes from your hand. And something he said was, acknowledging God as master and owner puts us in our rightful place as the servant and manager of God's blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledging God as master and owner puts us in our rightful place as the servant and manager of God's blessings. So if my stuff is because I'm so awesome... Why would I give it away? But if my stuff is given to me because God is awesome, it's way easier to give him yeah. part of it back, yeah. all of it back, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not my stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Great. Know your numbers. <laughs> I think a shark tank. What are your numbers? You don't know those? You're done. You don't know your numbers? You're done. <laughs> you will not get a deal in shark tank if you don't know your numbers. So but budget, budget, budget. That's a copy of my budget. I've taken a long time to make it. So don't feel overwhelmed by it. Okay? But everything has a place. Everything um, you know, everything goes in there every month and it helps us understand where our finances lie, what needs to come out, what has already come out, etc. Um, if you 
need a template, I can give you a template. But I just want to stress to, to everyone, you know, have a budget. Yeah. And if, it, you know, it's, it's, these are just tools. So a budget is a tool on how we can honor God with our money. Right. Um, some other tools are like a debt repayment plan if you're struggling. Uh, the financial peace class. If you haven't done it, it's awesome. Lin- Lindsay did it kind of on her own with CDs in college, and she got her like envelopes out, and you know she was doing that whole thing. She like somehow survived on twenty dollars of grocery money every every month. So it's crazy. Um, but uh, you know, Tidely, we have Tidely. We have our our, our church app. Tidely. If you don't know what it is, you can set up automated giving. Um, super helpful. Um, and you know, when we when we can't be here. Um, we usually give untidily, or we give a check to someone. We we make sure that our our giving is is here um, because it's important to me. If I if I miss a, a contribution, I get kind of antsy about it. I'm like, we need to give, you know. And sometimes we can give double the next week, but and that's fine. But um, but it's just it's important to me that we that we give. Know that you're not alone. So I just talked about all these tools, right? And these can seem overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of folks here that can help you. Yeah. You know, talk talk to the person that brought you. Talk to your your discipling partner. Talk to your family group leader. Um, you know, I, I've cleared it with these four brothers that that we could go to these. Well, I'm myself included. My, uh, <laughs> these other three brothers um, that you know we we want to help if we can. Um, we don't want I I, I get kind of super sad when people feel like they can't give only because they just they just don't know where it would come from. Mm-hmm. And that's where a budget comes in and that's where that's where other people can can really sit down and objectively look at okay, what do you have? Let's see what you have and then let's see what you can give. Yeah. Um, so, I hope this has helped you yeah. just with some practicals, with some biblical evidences on why giving um, should never be a matter of if we give, yeah. but when we give. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Amen.